0: process, technology, and culture to drive growth and protect business value. Knowledge is power. Now more than ever. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at Imperva.com. EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance virtually false positive free. Learn more at EdgeScan.com.
1: Hello, this is Sean Martin. You're very welcome to a re- new Redefining Cybersecurity podcast here on ITSP Magazine, where I hopefully do a decent job helping people uh, understand the role of cybersecurity in business and how to operationalize technology and processes to uh, to make for a successful team and a and successful outcome for the programs, uh, security, privacy, and otherwise. And course, I don't know anything. I'm just, uh, I'm just the, the, the host here, and I always find amazing people to have incredible conversations with, and that's no different today. I have Deb Blythe and Merlin Namath with me, who both have been on the show different times, I think, maybe maybe together at one point, I can't remember, but uh, it's great to have you both back.
2: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, Sean.
1: And uh, today's topic, uh, speaking to the board speaking cyber to the board more specifically. And uh, it's a conversation inspired by Merlin. He happens to be a prolific writer and uh, has uh, many opinions and thoughts, uh, sometimes has the option or opportunity, I should say, to uh, share them. And he did so in a LinkedIn post, which caught my attention. And uh, I was looking for an opportunity and that's it, to chat with Merlin, and that popped up, and I said, let's do it. And Merlin was kind enough to bring Debbie to the conversation, who has a lot of experience in commercial and public sectors, uh, and I'm excited for the the uh, insights from both of you. Uh, quickly, uh, a few words from each of you, your current role, previous roles, why this topic of speaking cyber to the board is, uh, is important. Deb, I'll start with you.
3: Sure. So Debbie Blythe, um, I was the CISO for the state of Colorado for seven years uh, prior to joining CrowdStrike. And I am an executive strategist with CrowdStrike. um, And I talk with public sector, mainly executives and help them with security strategy. Um, Prior to working for the state for seven years, I was CISO for two different multinational companies, Um, and lots of experience talking to the board. And I think this is just a fantastic topic because one of the things that I think about when thinking about talking talking to the board is the fact that we're often asking for funding. So it's super critical that CISOs know how to approach this conversation appropriately.
1: Nice, and Merlin.
2: Yeah, Merlin Namath. I am currently CISO for a FinTech company called uh, Repay. Uh, This is my fifth security program I've run in my career, Um, the second with the CISO title. My first security program that I built from scratch, I actually had uh, the senior systems uh, engineer title. So this was like way back in the day and, you know, creating, uh, you know, password policies and things like that from scratch. Um, So, uh, um, yeah, I come from a a really strong uh, technical background. I've been an architect and engineer, incident responder, um, and I've been a leader for for the last uh, several years.
1: And I have to before we get into the to the article. Do, were you speaking to the board? Was there a board
2: <laughs> at that uh, very first program? No, you built? no, there was not a board then in the, in the first one. <laughs> um, but it, it is yet um, you know another skill that you know CISOs, um have to uh, um, you know I, I guess possess you know is, is to uh, you know be able to know how to speak to, to different audiences um, you know whether it's to the board to your peers. Uh, to individual contributors in your organization, um, and so um, what inspired me to uh, to write the, the, this uh, post on LinkedIn was, um, you know, I, I read a lot of articles about, you know, here's how you're supposed to uh, present to the board. You know, this is the easy button. This is this is how you present to the board, and then the recipe for that. And what, what I'm what I'm finding is that I, I think a lot of those lack. Just some basic, um, a, a basic concept that that I learned in like English 101 in college. Of like, first you have to know your audience, uh, because um, a lot of the language that I see or the advice that that people give is that the board doesn't want to want you to dive into, um, you know, very deep into technical, or you just like avoid technical discussions altogether. And that isn't always the case. Um, I've presented to boards that are very technical, and they want to know like, you know, to a pretty detailed level of, of what I'm doing in the security program. Um, and I've also presented to boards that were mostly made up of CEOs, and they didn't want to dive into the technical stuff because that was beyond their, their understanding. They just wanted to, you know, have high-level um, uh, visibility in, into the security program.
1: Yeah, and I'm wondering if if uh, not not or well, just ruling out speaking technical might be, might do a disservice to uh, to that conversation if if they're expecting it or perhaps even want to learn a bit more. So they may not know. And if I know, we always talk about translating cyber to business and then focus on the business, ignore the technical. Kind of what you're saying there, Merlin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's some middle ground probably uh, yeah. to to trans cross-translate and and help each other uh, understand each other's part of the business. And Debbie, your, your experience in that.
3: Yeah. um, You know, when I worked for the company I did before I joined the state, I had many opportunities to present to the board. Um, It was very helpful because when I joined the state of Colorado, I would say the equivalent to a board would be the various legislative committees that I had to present to. So whether it was the Joint Technology Committee of the legislature or the Legislative Audit Committee or the Joint Budget Committee, um, it was all a very formalized process. And what Merlin describes is accurate in that some of these individuals had technology in their background and they were very curious they you know wanted to know some of the details and the nuts and bolts about my security program and the technology Versus others, you know, were much less technically inclined and wanted to, you know, have more of a high level view. And so sometimes I was literally peppered with questions, um, you know, with a very deep dive technically. And sometimes it was very, very, very high level and almost, <laughs> you know, almost not even any interest um, because they just sort of wanted the high level and the, you know, the punchline basically.
1: And I don't know who wants to respond to this, but so I was kind of poking at it a little bit with my first question to Merlin if there was a board that he was presenting to in his first program. And I presume a lot of startups and most companies have boards these days. And uh, if they're not talking to the board, if the security leadership team, whether CISO or not, uh, if you're a leader in security and there is a board, you're not talking to the board, how let's start there how important is it that you do or when when is it when is it important to when is it
2: not appropriate
1: to engage with the board
2: um I'll go and start with that and then debbie uh i add to that um so when i uh you know my my first security program that was like in the late nineties uh, early 2000s so that was before the really CISO was like a um I mean, I, I think the first episode come along about that time frame, maybe a little bit earlier than that. I don't remember the exact uh, uh, year for that. Um, so, you know, presenting to the board um, wasn't really viewed as as something that, that you did for, for security. And then security was also like an IT function uh, then too. So, you know, very different times than, than, than what they are today. Um, I think it's it, it's it's extremely important to to present to the board uh, because you know one, one of the um, main functions of the board is to uh, understand the risk of, of the organization you know whether it's financial risk, reputational risk, customer risk, um, and and cyber risk. And so the board needs to be informed as, as to uh, you know where the organization stands because you know more and more of the boards are being held accountable um, for um, you know uh, organizations in yeah. that manner.
3: Absolutely, that's a great point. And they are really making decisions to steer the company in the right directions. And if they're not factoring risk, including cyber risk into the, that decision making, they're really missing an opportunity and they're missing something big that could hurt the business very badly. And so I, I agree, I think it's critical that the CISO is talking to the board and that, you know, security information is bubbling its way up and making it into the board presentations um, because those decision makers that are, you know, running the company or steering the company really need to be able to factor in that type of risk as well.
1: So how do you know, obviously you, you probably know the names of the board, whether, you, <laughs> whether or not you've you met them or mm-hmm. understand who they are in, in uh, real life and, and what they care about is another thing. So how, how do you how do you get that information? How do, you, how do you know really who they are, what they care about, what they're going to be interested in, kind of yeah. to your point, Merlin, knowing that audience so that you know how receptive there are to certain topics and how deep to go in others? So Maybe, Merlin, start, start with that.
2: Yeah, so um I've you know recently been through that. I have been at repay for a little over a year now. And the first time I presented to the board, you know, I didn't know know these board members uh, you know, prior to coming here. And so I asked a lot of questions to uh, uh my boss. I report to the CTO um, I talked, you know, CFO, um, chief legal, CEO. So I would get input from uh from these various leaders who have presented that board and just ask them, you know, what is this board most interested in? What you know, what do they care about? And you know, what are things I, I, sh- I should talk about, things that you advise I don't talk about. Um and so that, that really helped me be successful because um, you know, you know, to Debbie's point, you know, just talking about like how important the risk is, you know, to the board. You know, they need to have confidence in you as a CISO. And so first impressions do count and they, they really matter. And so you really want to come out and, and make a good impression that, that first time you meet, because that's gonna set the tone for, for subsequent uh meetings that you have with them. Yeah. And
1: what when you have multiple boards in the form of committees where, where everyone's a little different and there's yeah. multiple people and and not that companies aren't political, but but uh committees can be, right? <laughs> Oh, yes. Hyper, hyper political. So how do you, how do you get in, into the mix of that to me?
3: Yeah. So one of the things I like to do is I like to look up each individual on LinkedIn and kind of find out what their background is so that I can connect a little better with them and it can help inform my examples or my illustrations. And also maybe the depth of the information that I present, Um, And I like to, I really, you know, I agree with Merlin. It's good to know who are the individuals. Don't just look at it as the board. But go and figure out who those individuals are and what their areas of focus and interest might be. And that really will help you to connect better with those individuals. And And I liked what Merlin said, too, is find folks who have presented them to to them before and find out what they drilled into and what they were interested into.
2: I think that's super
3: important.
1: I don't, I don't know if you can, I'll oh, go ahead. Marva.
2: Yeah. I, I was just going to say is that after, the, after you present to the board that, you know um, maybe even after just one time, then you've, you know, established a relationship and then you can like ask them be like, Hey, was, was this useful to you? You know, what, what you, would you like, see more of and, and less of because um, most of the time, I mean, you know the the board members want want to help you be successful as well, and you know, and part of that is you know making sure that uh, that you provide the information that they they need to be able to make their decisions. So, um, um, you is, know, it, and, is it
1: a balance of because because there's a bit of we're the cybersecurity team we know all this super cool magical stuff, um, right? We're going to abstract it for you because you're not smart enough to understand that whole angle, and then there's the we have to be strong and have a, and a solid posture for, for the role of CISO, but then there's the, well, these are some pretty powerful people. So I'm a little shy. How do you navigate some of that? Uh, Maybe Debbie, if you can comment.
3: Yeah, I think it's very important to be competent and confident Um, And to exude, you know, hey, I know what I'm doing. I've done this before, but to also be humble and to be listening and to be interested in what they are concerned about. Um, And then to, you know, also to anticipate what their questions might be and to be prepared to answer those, uh, to be prepared to respond to them, to be prepared to show them that what they care about, you care about. And so it's a little bit of both. It's, you know, presenting yourself as being confident, but also being humble enough to really listen and be interested in what they're interested in as well.
2: Well I think also too is to don't try to hide stuff, <laughs> you know, because um of course there's there's a right way and a wrong way of presenting stuff. You don't want to like just be very abrupt with like, you know, we really stink, you know, in our our security approach, um, you know, posture. But to like give examples of like here's here's opportunities that we're looking at to improve. And you know, yeah. here's where we're currently at today. And and I've even said it's like it's not it's not the position that's ideal for our our company, but here's where I'm looking at, at going, and here's the roadmap to get there, and you know, the time frame to to get there. And so, you know, to to Debbie's point, that that helps instill confidence in them that uh, you are confident and you've done this before, and you know how to get there.
1: And Debbie, I don't know how much you can share uh, from your from your current role working with a lot of a lot of people in many different industries with many different types of boards and 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 I don't know if you actually get into helping them prepare to present to their board with helping them strategize their program and whatnot but i'm just wondering cuz as as we're talking here i'm picturing an entity almost like the board a group of people as one <laughs> sure <laughs> um but then but then the, each one is individual yep so so how do you so now you know who they are individually, how do you kind of strategize the engagement to to ensure that you, you connect with all of them that you want to uh, yeah. in, in, in the right way and not not a, not leave somebody out, perhaps? So I don't know if you can share
3: anything. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean what I'm I'm working with individuals who are SISOs. Um, across the nation, typically in public sector. So they might be the CISO of a city or a county or a state. Um, And so they may come to me with, this is the first time that I'm presenting to the governor or the city council or the joint budget committee or, you know, and what might you recommend. And so we definitely will go through, you know, it's it's still critically important to know who your audience is and whether it's the city council or it's the joint budget committee, there are a specific group of people who are on that committee. It's, it's very important to figure out who are they as individuals and, you know, what's their background so that you can sort of tailor your presentation in a way that hopefully will make sense to them and that they will be able to connect to. Um, so you put a little thought into that and then you want to be able to have an agenda have a leave behind so you know whether it's a powerpoint presentation that's printed out or it's a presentation that goes in their board book whether it's a physical board book or it's a you know electronic board book um, something that you can leave behind um, find out how much time you have allocated Show them the agenda up front so that they know, you know, what we're getting to at the end so that if we have to skip ahead, they kind of understand the flow. Um, And then, you know, definitely try to build in a lot of time to answer their questions because the questions may be all over the board. Um, You know, this may be the first time that you've spoken with them. So they may have questions about, you know, what is our risk posture and how do we measure it? Um, or they may have questions about, you know, what are our, what are our other, you know, city councils or cities or states or countries doing or counties doing across the nation. Um, so, you know, your questions can be all over the board, but what you want to do is make sure that you build enough, in enough time to be able to recognize and answer individual questions um, and just be able to, you know, like Merlin said, kind of create those relationships.
2: Well, another thing that um, I give an example, um, you know, I guess an example within the last year. So when uh, Log4j was announced, I mean, that was like all over the news, as we know. Yeah. I actually reached out to to the board committee members, uh, you know, the committee that I report to and said, hey, you know, this is what's, uh, I want to make sure you're aware of this. And here's what we're doing in, in response to that. Um, because not only is it giving them, you know, again, building that confidence that, you know, I'm on top of it and I'm aware of things that happen that way. But also, you know, keep in mind that, you know, a lot of times um, the board members are also members of boards of other companies as well. So I want to make it useful to them to give them information that they can take into the other boards that then they might ask, you know, uh, you know, probing questions that they need to be asking there that they may not have considered before.
3: That's really smart. So, I mean, what you're doing is building up their knowledge as individuals, giving them something useful to build them up as individuals. I think that's super smart.
2: Well, and, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's possible that they might be a board of, uh, you know, some company that has my personal information. So it's like, I want that to be secure. So, um, you know, it's, yeah. it, you know it, it, it takes all of us, you know, and then cybersecurity to build to, to make things secure. So I just want to, you know, contribute back that way.
3: So true.
1: Yeah, it's all connected at some point, right? Well, mm-hmm. It's all, all any e- big, big ecosystem. Um, I want to stick with kind of the the preparation point, because some of the points you just made, Merlin, I think are once you've established, you've had that first engagement, you've established at least a, a connection and perhaps an on, ongoing one, relationship. For that first one, though, where, it's, as you pointed out, Merlin, it's very important to, to set the stage how you want it to go, right? So you want to control that narrative, um, but also being receptive to... What they want to hear. So, Debbie brought a few points uh, in her in her previous uh, message. I'm, I'm going to start with you, Merlin. What can a CISO do to prepare materials, mindsets? Do you, uh, one question that's been in my mind is: We're talking. Do do you fold into the theme of of that board meeting? I don't know if, if there are themes for the board meeting. or we're mm-hmm. talking budget, if we're talking. Whatever, uh, or, or is it just, I have this message, and I'm going to jam it in, regardless of whatever else is going on, because there may be other important things, and perhaps there's a way to, to piggyback on those other important things too, to be part of the bigger conversation. So how, how do our CISOs prepare for that first combo?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I've seen that uh, you know board committees or, or the board as a whole will have a, a charter, and it will define uh, what topics need to be covered each quarter. And so it's important to understand what that is. Now, when you come into that first meeting, you know, depending on, on when it's going to happen, I mean, even if you come in at the beginning of the quarter and then you, you know, present uh, you know, three months later, you're still not going to have a full understanding of the environment. And so, you know, you got, you got really like, you know, do a lot of information gathering so you understand what the, what the uh, security posture is of the organization. And, and and that's that, that's why i report on the first be like hey you know here here here's what i here's my observations here's what i'm diving in deeper with you know here's an area that yes i i think it's something that's really important we need to tackle because um you know with with, with security it's like it doesn't matter what organization you're in there, there's just some uh, fundamental things that um, are true across every organization you need to have in place um, for, for security. You know, one is like email security because, you know, a lot of the, ta- you know, significant number of the attacks come through phishing email. So is there, is there something in place? If nothing, if that's not in place, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, seeking out funding right away, you know, to, uh, to be able to get a solution in place, um, you know, protect that. So, so those are, those are um, you know some of the things I'm looking for, you know, do we have, you know, is it antiquated antivirus or do we have an, have an EDR and MDR XDR solution in place, um, you know, just, again, just really trying to, to, to just understand, you know, where it's at and, and to start putting together a roadmap. And, you know, I, I present in such a way be like, here's my initial observations, you know, based on the understanding I have, um, you know, next quarter, I'll have, you know, more time in, in you know, at the organization to be able to uh, understand, uh, you know, do I need to expand upon that or were my initial observations maybe a little bit off because you know things were better or worse than 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 I initially thought?
3: Yeah. Yeah, go for it, Debbie. Um, so one of the things that sort of occurred to me is I like to use current events to reinforce my message. So, you know, I could use Log4j to talk about why we need to invest in our development process, in building security into the development process, for example. Um, or I could use that um, or Solar Winds to... Uh, reinforce why I need to be investing in identity protection. And so I think it's really, you know, it's a good idea. Don't sideline your whole message based on current events, but take uh, some of those current events to sort of reinforce the message that you are wanting to bring forth to the board and what you need them to know, as far as why you need their support for your program and the funding requests that you're potentially bringing to them, um, use those current events to reinforce that.
2: And and along with that is, you know, the old adage of, uh, you know, don't don't come with the uh, problems, but come with the uh, solutions. Yeah. And, and so like, um, you know, the, the board. I mean, you know, it's all over the news. You know, the, the board is aware of ransomware, and yeah. so they're, they're probably gonna ask, "What are we doing? Are are we protecting against yes. ransomware?" And, uh, and so, um, I've presented to the board, be like, um, you know, here's what we're doing for ransomware protection, as well as if we were hit by ransomware, here's what we're doing with our backups to make them, you know, air gaps, so that way we we could recover if we did have a problem. Yeah, great
3: point.
1: And uh, so I was also thinking, as as both of you were talking, that, so Debbie, I'm glad you pointed to the the news, right? Things that we can latch on to that they probably heard about. Um, how much of that combines with, especially if it's your first meeting, presumably you're in the role for a, few, a month, a few months, if you're approaching the quarter, maybe if you only meet annually, you might have a nice six to nine month runway ahead of you to understand what's going on. So how much of it is for this first engagement, my personal experience as a CISO, what I've seen, what I've done, mistakes I've made, uh, things that I've uh, accomplished, milestones I've achieved, um, combined with here are best practices, here are standards, here's what my peers are doing, combined with the current state of affairs uh, within yeah. the organization. With If you're early on, you may not know enough to really – Bring that in. So I I presented four things. So, state of the threat, state of the, the current program, your personal experience, and best practices and standards. Is there a mix of that that you bring into that first? And are there other things that you bring into that first conversation?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think it would be okay to start the conversation with this is who I am and this is, you know, a brief summary of my background. So I've been a CISO for 15 years. I've been in IT for 25 years. You really don't wanna spend the bulk of your time talking about yourself. I think that sets the wrong tone. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you know, just giving them a high-level overview to let them know that you are competent in your role. And if it makes sense, I mean, you may have already submitted a resume so that they know who you are. Um, But definitely- I'm I'm gonna pause you
1: quick, Debbie, because I'm curious. Do you share failures? I know some might say a CISO that's been uh, involved in a breach might actually have better experience dealing with one or preparing for one in the future. So do you yeah. do you share failures? And if so, is there a line where that no longer becomes relevant?
3: You certainly could. Um, you know, when I was CISO of the state of Colorado, we had a Ransomware event that took down an agency for a month, um, and so people love to hear about that. And what they really love to hear is, what did I learn, and what did I do after? Um, and so, you know, when I can come in front of a board and say, you know, having personally experienced a ransomware event, here, here are the five things that I look for, that I make sure that we are, you know, we are well prepared in these five areas. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think that can come into, you know, you having some relevant experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's also important to talk about having a framework. So, you know, our team doesn't just chase after shiny objects. We have a framework that guides our security program and then talk about how these current events Relate to this breakdown in the framework. And so, if we were following this, you know, if that entity was following this framework um, and had all of these things in place that, like Merlin said, are foundational security elements, um, they would have been in a much better position to either avoid it or, uh, you know, respond better to it. Um, And so, I think those are really some important conversations that kind of give the board some. Confidence that you're the right person in the role because you're not just chasing shiny objects. You actually have, you know, sort of some maturity and methodology in how you approach this security problem.
1: And you're amazing for bringing us back on track, even though I derailed this with my interjection, <laughs> Berlin. I'd like your thoughts on the same thing. How, how do you how do you view the the components of what you're presenting?
2: Yeah, I, I guess I wanted to expand a little bit on, on what Debbie um, said of just. Uh, you know, the, the shiny objects, because, um, I, I, do share, um, you know, what my strategy is with the board, um, even if it's not on my immediate roadmap of like, Hey, I want to like simplify things. So, so one of the things about my, my current role that that makes it especially challenging is that, you know, Repay as a publicly traded company has acquired eight companies, um, in the last, uh, uh three to four years. So, you know, uh, getting rid of tech debt and, you know, simplifying things and getting down to like one EDR solution, getting down to one logging solution, because, you know, when you acquire companies, you know, you're acquiring their technology, which, you know, inevitably is going to be different than, than what you have. And so, um, so I share it with the board, like, hey, here's what my strategy is. And here's, you know, a timeframe I'm looking at with it. Um, and so, you know, because, you know, especially in, in, in that instance, you know, one of the reasons why companies acquire other companies is for cost savings, and you know, and to get efficiencies. And so, you know, in that instance, like, yeah, securities cost money, but I'm also like saving some money here because of of you know consolidation of of tools and processes and uh so um i'm just pretty open with the board that way um uh, one time I, I was presenting to a board that was made up of of mostly ceos and i actually cracked a joke and uh, people were kind of, and, and they laughed and people were kind of like wow that's kind of bold but that that really worked that you like uh, you know, um you know kind of lighten the mood there too and it's like you know i i i take my job seriously um but uh you know you also have to have a little bit of fun though too um and so um I think it's good for the board to also kind of see you as, you know, a little bit, you know, as a person and not just a CISO as well of like, you know, here's an individual that, you know, cares about their job, but, you know, here's, you know, what they're doing to, you know, support the company culture. For example, if it's a culture that's, you know, more collaborative and, you know, people, you know, are really friendly with each other, then I think it's important for you to demonstrate a little bit of that characteristic in the board meeting as well.
1: And i'm I think I don't think we captured it on on uh Mike on record. <laughs> I think debbie you mentioned the that one of the main reasons for engaging with the board is often driven by money, getting yeah. budget and uh and support for the program um but there may be other things that uh, that you engage with them for so uh, what what is the outcome that you see? is important. And it may be different for different folks. Maybe what are the outcomes (laughs) for different people for different, for different situations Uh, for this? We'll stick with this first uh, meeting experience.
3: Sure. Um, Yeah. So a lot of times uh, my interaction with the board was to go get money. Um, So it was, you know, I have specific projects I want to do. Um, I need money to do them. I need the board to help support me in this. Um, and so, you know, I had to be prepared for I mean, they would ask a gamut of questions. They would say, you know, oh, good. It's the security person. Are we getting better? Or are we getting worse? Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I had metrics or assessment results or something that I helped uh, use to tell that story. Um, they would say, well, what do you need from me? And I would be like, oh, that's a great question. Um, And I would say, you know, I'm coming to you today with an ask. And so I always tell people, make sure you have an ask because they're probably going to say, what do you want from me? So make sure that you're ready for that. Um, They may say, what are our competitors doing? And that's a hard question because when you're in a, you know, a private sector or public sector, public uh, company, it's really hard to know what your competitors are doing. So I always say, you know, you want to be participating in industry events and roundtables so that you can kind of listen for this type of information. Look for surveys and other data points to help articulate that story Um, and just be very concise in what it is that your, you know what your ask is. So if it's a budget request. Um, to have a very specific amount of money in place, and to be specific as to, you know, is this a one-year project, a two-year project, a three-year project, um, and, and have some specific outcomes so um, that you can come back later and think about that too, the fact that you are going to come back later, and you are going to present to the board what you did with that money that they gave you. So, you better have an outcome in mind. And it better include how you're going to improve security and reduce risk. Um, not just that I had a project plan, and I'm, you know, two thirds of the way through my project plan or whatever. Um, and so those are just really, I think, super important things to keep in mind when you're preparing for that conversation with the board. And especially when you're, you know, about to talk about money is, um, you know, just be ready for those types of conversations.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, another thing too that i just thought of that uh, we haven't discussed yet is that um, i think it's really important to be aligned with uh, um, your boss as well as the yeah. other executives uh, before going to the board meeting because you don't want disagreement um um in front of the board uh that that's yeah. that's just not not a good place to be because then the board's like well don't you guys talk aren't you guys working together so um you know talk about losing confidence uh, very quickly yeah the, the board would do that um Another point I was thinking of too, uh, Debbie, is as you were talking, is uh, you know with the metrics, and, and that goes into the appendix of of, of my board presentation. Um, I don't go through that. Uh, the, the the board members uh, read you know through the the whole deck prior to the meeting, and if they have questions about uh, uh, anything in the appendix, they'll they'll bring it up there. Um, one the thing I always make sure I do is I show trending metrics because they want to mm-hmm. see it's like, are we getting better, are we getting worse uh, yep. in these areas? Yep.
3: Very yeah. smart.
1: How how important is it to connect those dots to revenue where investments are being made to grow revenue, grow market share? Um, Do you say we know we're investing heavily in this new e-commerce platform and it's going to generate X, Y, and Z amount of money. And therefore our program is aligned to that with A, B, and C. Is that, is that something you do there?
3: Yeah, that is a great question because you cannot create your security strategy in a vacuum. And so it really is important to be very aligned with the business strategy. And that goes back to the point that Merlin made. You better be aligned with your peers. um, So you better know how the business is evolving and you better be able to articulate how your program supports that for sure.
1: Nice. Well, we're, we're coming up to... Uh the end of time here, not all time, just this time, and um what I'm thinking I'd like to to hear I don't know, maybe you can pick one or the other or both, but to, any any pitfalls to avoid or things that you might not expect that you that you must be prepared for that you mentioned some questions and things like that that you, you might yeah might come like things about the competitors, but any pitfalls or any 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 things you might expect that you wouldn't otherwise think of
2: I, i'd say like when you're you know putting together your your slide deck is is to make sure that uh um you're bringing out you're you're pointing out things that you can speak to or you, you can articulate well um you know if it's something that you're just have started um investigating or don't have a lot of, lot of knowledge on yet um indicate that and in, and in, in the in the board deck that hey you know uh, TBD, you know, you know, still investigating, still researching this, because if you don't, they're going to like, um, you know, hone in on that. And, uh, and, and again, it, it, it's about, uh, you know, appearing confident and, and sounding confident. And that's, you know, not only in how you present it, but also in, in your board materials as well.
3: Yeah, good points. And the other thing that I always tell folks, whether you're presenting to the board or to an executive group, a group of executives is. Find out ahead of time how much time you have. Uh, Find out if there's a hard stop. So if they say you only get 15 minutes, for example, and then plan only about eight minutes worth of content. So plan about half of that. Um, Because you may have a group of folks who are going to pepper you with questions, and you may not get all the way through your presentation. And so it's up to you. Keep track of your time um and skip to the end if you need to or skip if you need to to whatever you need to Um, and then if it turns out they're not chatty at all um, have a few slides that are in your appendix that maybe you would love to cover more in depth if there's time and feel free to just jump to those and cover those Um, but always i would say always plan less content um, and so that you're building in plenty of time for questions because with executives and with the board, they may ask you a gazillion questions and you may not get to everything you had hoped to present.
1: What, what happened? This just came to mind. What happened if within the first minute, something you say as part of your presentation <laughs> takes them back to the one they just finished because they triggered something else. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to bring them back to you easily?
3: You look for ways to kind of take control of that conversation. So, you know, you can say something like, hey, um, love it that you guys are talking about legacy infrastructure. I'd love to bring this back to security and talk about how that legacy infrastructure is impacting our security strategy. So try to make a tie, even if it's a hard left-hand turn, try to grab the conversation and steer it in the direction that you want it to go in.
2: Well, exactly. Even if it like, you know, reverts to like revenue. You know, if if their meeting that they had before was was about you know company performance, they're like, well, you know, follow revenue, and and you know you, you can tie in security that way. Be like, yeah, hey, you know, we're we're trying to avoid a, a you know a breach here that would become public that could impact revenue, and uh, you know that that's why these investments are important, and 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 the projects that we're we're doing.
3: Good point.
1: All from experience, it sounds like. <laughs> you have to live through these a few times. And I, I, I presume that while the players are different, uh, it's still a meeting, right? It's still a group of people hopefully trying to accomplish the same thing and having a conversation and, and making decisions to move things along. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe not getting too to uh, head up about it, <laughs> just, just staying true to yourself and, and to what you know and and, uh, mm-hmm. and know who you're talking to, as Merlin yeah. says, right? Absolutely. Love it. Well, Debbie and Merlin, thank you so much. Um, I, I, I could talk more about this. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll find a sliver of something else within this uh, that we can keep talking about. But uh, I want to thank you both for sharing your insights and hopefully – CISOs around the around the world pick up a few things and as we said before we got into this hopefully they think a bit more about uh, how they approach their first and then subsequent uh, board meetings so thank you both
3: yeah thanks for having me
1: thank you and for those listening I'm going to I'll include the link to Merlin's LinkedIn post and any other resources that that Debbie and Merlin want to share that they think might help with this conversation and uh Stay tuned for more Redefining Cybersecurity here on ITST Magazine. Thanks everybody.
0: EdgeScan offers continuous vulnerability intelligence as a service, accurately identifying vulnerabilities and exposures across the full stack. All threats are verified by cybersecurity experts, providing exploitable risk and remediation guidance, virtually false positive free. Learn more at edgescan.com. Imperva is the cybersecurity leader whose mission is to protect data and all paths to it with a suite of integrated application and data security solutions. Learn more at imperva.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Redefining Security Podcast. If you learned something new and this podcast made you think, then share itspmagazine.com with your friends, family,